fact, the title for my message today is this, The Lament of 2020. The Lament of 2020. Lament literally means a complaint. A complaint. Or a passionate expression of of grief or sorrow. And many of us like to lean this way. It's a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. Now, for many of us, 2020 has exactly been that. This message has been sitting on my heart for a while this year. It's been developed through this year, and, um, and I'm really excited to be sharing this message with you. This is something the Holy Spirit has really been depositing within me and working within me and, and giving me insights of many, many other things that, that um, I never had before. And in fact, the word lament, um, I didn't even know really what lament meant um, until the Holy Spirit started pressing this word lament into my spirit uh, and what lament really is. But for us, for many of us, 2020 has exactly been a place of lament. Now, personally, for our family and like many other families, 2020 has been a very hard year for us. And um, this year, this year's been, we've never had a year like 2020. None of us has had a year like 2020 because We've, we've never lived, many of us in this room haven't lived through a world war. We haven't lived through other pandemics. But this is something that, that we will not forget this year. And uh, it's been really hard, hard for us financially. Um, it's been hard, hard with us relation, you know, relationally as well. You know what? One of the greatest joys of being a pastor is people. And one of the toughest part of being a pastor is people. <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing, we, we welcome it, this is what, this is what we hear, we, we enjoy it, but there's also can be some of the hardest places, is our people, but this is, honestly, it is, it is the joy of leading people is what keeps us going through, and it's been tough for us on, on all these fronts. Um, you know what, um, as this year kicked off, literally within the first few weeks of 2020, of declaring God's goodness for 2020, uh, we get news that our granddaughter was diagnosed with cancer. And you're like, oh, surely it can't get any worse than this. And then lockdown happened. <laughs> and you know, you ever, you, you, have you ever been to that place where, where things just seem to go from bad to worse? And even here, us as a church, uh, when the group that leased the end unit, when they moved on, we struggled, we struggled to find another group to take on that lease, which meant as a church, uh, financially, we struggled because we kind of rely on some of these leases to help with our mortgage for this whole, this whole uh, venue uh, for us. And we struggled to find a group for this. And then all of a sudden, we had this, this party that was interested in the end unit. We were days away from getting ink to paper, literally days away. And we thought, oh, praise God. God is so good. You're, you're awesome. Making all those declarations. And then lockdown happened. You've only got 24 hours before we go to level four. Over in an instant, that went away. You, you, have you ever felt like that sometimes? Have you ever felt, um, felt like that you've been attacked on all fronts? You've had those years? For some of us, we've had those years. We were attacked emotionally, relationally. Family, health-wise, finances. You felt like you've been kicked in the gut, kicked in the teeth. You, you've, have you been there before? Have you been to the place where you ask this question, God, where are you? 
Where are you in the darkness? Where are you when I needed you the most? Where are you? And I found myself in that place as I began the journey through this year. And then God spoke in my heart and said, this is where you need to begin to lament. And when you find yourself in that place, and believe it, you will find yourself in this place, because we've all been through those places before. When you find yourself in that place, that is when you need to lament, to lament before God. You know what's really, really interesting is that, that when we pick up the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, what Psalms means in Hebrew, it means praises. The book of Psalms literally means the book of praises. Did you know that one, or that one third of the book of, of Psalms are laments? Did you know that? One third of the book of Psalms are laments. Like, how is it that uh, this book means praises, but there's a whole bunch of laments in there? How is it that a lament is a praise before God? How does it even make sense? How do we make sense of, of a lament? But God has laments and praises for a reason. Because when you find yourself in a hard place, the best way you can praise is through lamenting before Him. Lamenting before Him. Before our God. See, in Scripture, complaint and lament occur in different contexts. A complaint and a lament, they occur in different contexts and can be distinguished as different concepts. Very different. Like, for instance, in Exodus 16 to 17, what, what do we find? We find, if you, when you, if you know the story of Exodus, you find the children of Israel. They're complaining before God. They're complaining. What are they complaining about? You know, what most of us, especially men, complain about no meat. <laughs> There's no meat. There's no water. God, you brought us out here to die. And what what's, what's baffles me when you read the story is that, that, that before then, God rescued the children of Israel out of slavery from, from Egypt, brought them miraculously through the Red Sea and took care of them. And then they complain about God. In fact, they complain that they, they begin to make declarations like, you brought us out here to die. You brought us out here to kill us. This is why we, and we read these stories and we, we think to ourselves, these guys are idiots. God, you, you brought up all these things and here they are, now they're complaining. You know what's really interesting? We say that when we read this narrative story, but isn't that so true of ourselves? That God takes us through a miraculous time and we find ourselves in a place of darkness, we find ourselves in a bit of despair and we say, God, where are you? Where were you when I needed you most? Why is it that my loved one died? Where were you? And we find the children of Israel complaining about their rescuer. Painting God as the villain in the story. But then when we find in the book of Psalms, when we open up the books in our Bible and we read the book of Psalms, we find, it, we find these Israelites in worship before God. And they're, saying, and they're asking God to answer, to answer them according to His unfailing love. Because, because He is a God of justice. He is a God of righteousness. And because He has been faithful in the past, and God will do it again. We find these laments, which is, is, a, which is a stark contrast to a complaint. 
to God, will you do it again? You were there for us in the past, and you're going to be there again because of who you are. You're a loving God. You're a compassionate God, and we lament before you. When we pick up the book of Psalms, chapter 42, and we begin to read a lament in Psalms 42, it starts off like this in verse 1. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. And some translation says, so my soul longs for you. It's the word nefesh, nefesh. And it's the word me, the holistic person of who I am. For I long for you, O God. I thirst for God. In fact, soul, nefesh, actually means thirst. It means a dry throat. That's what soul means. The literal translation of soul is, is, is a drying of the throat. Like I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night of only tears for food. Have you been there before? Where all you've had were tears for food. While my enemies continually taught me, saying, where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. And you know, my heart breaks when I, when I read this passage. I think of many others who had walked with God before. And this is kind of sometimes where I lament. When you go from a lament to complaining, you can go to the other side. And this is, I love how they, how they render this. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a, a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of great celebration. And, and sadly for many people who have just gone to a place of complaining, they've walked away altogether. But the, the lamenter, I don't even know if that's a word, but it sounds like it fits, the lamenter. It's the NIV, the nearly inspired version. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Have you been there before? These laments in, the, in Psalms, these praises. Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Now I'm deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. Even from the distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mazar, I hear the torment of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day... The Lord pours His unfailing love upon me. Even when I don't see it, even when I feel like I'm coming against it, I know, I know His love is being poured upon me. Even when I don't see it. And through each night I sing a songs, praying to God who gives me life. Oh God, my rock, I cry. Why have you forgotten me? And this phrase appears a, a, a several times in Psalms. And it's the phrase that Jesus cries on the cross. Eli, 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 lemma zabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? And, and the lamenter ends. It's a new word now. I don't know if it is. The lamenter ends this with this phrase. I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. And the word hope in the Bible is always in someone. It's in the one, in him. It's not a hope that my car will pass or we're on a finish. 
Don't tell me, people, some people start praying, Lord, I just pray for healing for my car. You might pray their prayer when they go to Fort Warren for this time. It's their time. It's their time to get closer to God. But our hope is in someone. My hope is in God. Because what you hope for shapes what you live for. You know, um, the Psalms has been a source of strength for many people. The, 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 the laments within Psalms. Someone very close to me, very close to me, um, very close relative. You can say she's my sister without saying, just in case she's watching. Someone very close to me when her husband left her and her children. The lament of Psalms became her strength. Before that, she kind of knew about God, but when she found herself in darkness, she picked up the Bible, and the book of Psalms began to strengthen with her. She began to read people who were wrestling through things she was wrestling with. She began to read with people who, who there was no answer. And you know what's strange? We always try to have answers for something. Oh, the reason why you're going through this is because of this. The reason this has happened is because of this. You know what? Sometimes you need to tell people, go, shh, stop. I don't want to hear your answer. If you want answers, go to Facebook. There's full of answers there. <laughs> and the book of Psalms became her strength. She, she and brought her close to God like never before. Even today, her faith is strong because of the laments in the book of Psalms. See, there's a contrasting difference between Israel complaining in the desert and Israel in worship in the book of Psalms. Because a complaint is an accusation against God and His character. In fact, it maligns His character. When we complain about God, it maligns His character. Say, I don't trust in your character. That's what happens when we begin to complain to God. But a lament is appeal to God based on the confidence in His character. I'm appealing to God. It's based on the confidence of who you are and who you are. See, the book of Psalms, the laments in Psalms is not some kind of vain attempts for people trying to, trying to convince this distant deity to care about them. So I'm trying to convince you by putting out, it's, it's not that at all. But these were people who were asking their father to act accordingly. Lament is a proof of the relationship. It's proof of the relationship. You know, um, my wife, the first word she taught our kids to say is, Dad. Isn't that so cute? Dad, I thought it was cute. I really did. Until early in the morning. The, the, the door bursts open. And instead of running to their mom's side, they run around to their dad's and go, Dad, 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 I'm hungry. Could I have some breakfast? I'm like, oh my goodness, I thought it was cute. This is why. See, here's the thing. My kids don't go on the street to their neighbors saying, I'm hungry, please someone feed me. But they boldly come into our bedroom. They boldly come in there, burst open their door, say, Dad, I'm hungry. And I say to Samuel, Samuel, you're 20 years old. Make your own breakfast. No. <laughs> no, it's... You know what's really interesting is that um, now we've got grandkids. And you know what? They've been staying with us. Our grandson's been living with us for a whole year. Um, they've just moved out. It's kind of it's a 
bittersweet kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Every morning, you boldly come into a room and go, Papa, Papa, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And you, and you know, it's really interesting, even when I come home through the door, Papa, I'm, and now he's moved out. He comes home, he, they're walking through the door, because, Papa, I'm hungry. I'm like, did Dad make you something? <laughs> no. But here's the thing. I can be tempted to get upset. Oh, don't you think, oh, yeah, I deserve to have a sleep. But you know what? It is a privilege, and it's an honor that they can come to me, and they can lament before me and say, Papa, I'm hungry. Because it is proof of relationship. It is proof, a lament is proof of relationship. To boldly come before God. But you know, the opposite of that is tragically sad. The opposite of that is, is horrendous. In the book, in the book written by Dr. Russell Moore, Adopted for Life, Moore describes going to an orphanage in Russia as he was in the process of getting and pursuing an adoption. As he walked into the nursery, what struck him, what was very eerie within this nursery is none of the babies in their cot were crying. None of them were crying. The babies in the crib never cried, not because they never needed anything, but because they had learned that no one cared enough to answer. Children who are confident of the love of a caregiver cry. For the Christian, our lament when taken to our Father in heaven is proof of our relationship with God, our connection to the great caregiver. Psalms 88. The lament in Psalms 88 starts off in verse 1 like this. O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day. I come to you at night. Now hear my prayer, listen to my cry, and then into verse 13. O Lord, I cry out to you. I keep on pleading day by day. O Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? Have you ever had a prayer like that? Can I just say it's okay to be honest before God where we lament. This is different to complaining. It's lamenting before God, coming for trusting in his character. We lament, we appeal to the goodness of who he is because he came for us before. Never forget that he's come through for you before and he will come through again. And that's why we lament before him. But how the psalm ends, how this lament ends, it ends like this in verse 18. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. There's no light at the end of the psalm. There's no light at the end of this lament. Sometimes the lament come out on the other side of the light. And sometimes, like Psalms 88, they simply don't. They stay in the dark. And there's a sense that God is with us in the darkness. See, that's the, part, that, that's the point where we find out who God really is. The God of all compassion who comes to me in the darkness, who comes to be with us in that darkness. That's where we start. That's where we start to lament. It's not about having the answers. That's not the point. The point is to lament, to state the case, and to trust God and leave it with Him. See, God grieves with us 
He really does. Jesus, who is God in the body. God in a body. Jesus, who was God in a body. He wept and grieved at the, t- at the tomb of Lazarus in John 11. The tears were real. It overwhelmed him. Even for the Lord of, of life. He is a God who comes and gets his hands dirty. In fact, his hands nailed to a cross in order to share our pain. See, when 2020 began to unfold, I began to lament for my family and for Hamilton Elam. The presence of God was overwhelming. And the words of the Apostle Paul rung so true in my prayers to my lament. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. Have you been there before? You don't know what to pray for. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay to lament. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Sometimes all we can do is groan, and that's okay too. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. God's will is to grieve with you, to stand with you. Even when you find yourself in the darkness, you are not alone. He weeps with you. Lament is proof of the relationship. You know what I love? I love how God turns things around. When lockdown happened, man, you guys were amazing. You were resilient. We were praying for you. Our thoughts never was always for you. Our thoughts was for the building, um, to keep this thing going. And during lockdown, we were approached by Te Koho Health. They were packing care packages um, in, in their marae out there in Hamilton East, but their venue was too small, so they approached us. And they asked us if they could use the small, the small, the, the warehouse, the big warehouse in the end, to help them, help them um, in the time of need. And they asked us to, to have a short-term mortgage. But when you're in a time of lament, it causes you to be a person of action, to, to be aware of the need that is around you. And the need of the community in lockdown was great. So with the elders, we felt in our spirit to let them use the building for free. Even though we needed every single coin. They said, and they were willing to pay. But we said, look, when you're in a time of lament, you see the need that's around you. And we said, it's okay. You can use the building for free. Let me tell you something. They packed 55,000 care packages in their warehouse to families in need during lockdown. It was astonishing. Here's the thing. You may not be going through hardship right now. You might be in a place of light and everything's good, and that's amazing, and I want that for everybody. But when you begin to read the laments of the Bible, when you begin to pick up the book of Psalms and you read Psalms 88, it causes you to do something. It causes a response. It causes you to stand in solidarity with those who are in despair. 
It causes you to reach out to the need around you and get involved. But let me tell you something that was unseen. The unknowing blessing that came out of a time of lament. See, while our son was now living in Auckland as his daughter was receiving treatment at Starship Hospital, our autistic son came to live with us. And I had struggled to relate to my grandson. I had struggled to relate to autism and how this moved. And the lockdown brought us closer together like never before. It was the blessing of the lockdown. Sometimes you don't see the blessing until you're at the other end. It became a real blessing. And that's why he goes, Papa, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. But God's goodness didn't stop there. Our granddaughter returned, healed, and in full remission of cancer. Praise God. And you know what? Honestly, this blew our minds again. We, I got a phone call. It was to Koho Health. This is outside of lockdown. They're coming to, they, they no longer needed the, the venue anymore. And they said, they said, look, we're interested in taking the lease full time. Um, is that a possibility? And I was like, absolutely, it's a possibility. <laughs> and you know what? Let me tell you something. They took on the lease, and it was far superior to the group that, that was about to come in before lockdown. Not only that, but they gave us a koha for the use of the building during lockdown. Honestly. They gave us a carving that sits in our foyer, a carving of creation. It's incredible. And the, the generosity were, was astonishing. They let us use the end unit for the packing of Christmas boxes this year. They've been a blessing. When you bless, God blesses those you bless, even when it doesn't make sense, even though when it doesn't understand. When you're in a time of lament, there are no answers, but you lean and you trust God. Trust God and lean on Him. Because when you're in a time of lament, it's not a time of weakness, but it's a time of strength. See, what the devil used to bring harm, God will turn it around. When darkness becomes your friend, God becomes a light in that darkness. And I'm here to tell you, if you've had a setback, don't take a step back, because get ready for the comeback. Because lament is not a time of weakness, but a time of strength. Because God never lost a battle. He never will. Lament is not our final prayer, by the way. It's just a prayer in the meantime. Because we know how the story ends. He rose again. We know that sorrow is not how the story ends. But there is a time of rejoicing and hallelujah. Lament is not a time of weakness, but a time of strength. And let me tell you something. God is blessed. Hamilton, Elam, honestly, it's crazy what God can do in six months. What he can do with two loaves of bread and five fish. Lament is not a time of weakness but a time of strength.